story. To find out what happens. What happens? When people stop being polite. Start getting... Yo, so this week we got my man Darren back in the building. Yo, what's good? Yo, I'm back. Uh, glad to have you. Um, I really had you back because there was some stuff that you really wanted to talk about that kind of came out this week. But first, I wanted to kind of get into something um, where it was really trending on Twitter, uh, where DJ Khaled doesn't eat the box. And I want to know how people feel about that. Another one. Um, here's what I was thinking, right? There was an interview done that I believe, uh, you told me 2014, uh, kind of came back as a trending thing. My man said that his wife should be treated like the queen, but he should be treated like the king. Now, if I was 17, 16, I could kind of understand his, his thought process. Right. But as a grown man, if you've never ate the box a, I feel like something's wrong with you and you probably are the most selfish motherfucker ever. <laughs> B, part of what's dope about sex, and I think this is the part that men always get wrong. If you don't please your woman, she can't do all of the crazy stuff that you might want her to do with you. Like, there's no reciprocation if she's not getting hers. Right, right, right. So I don't understand how he would think that, like, yo, she's going to do this and bless the guy but he's not doing it back. Like spending money ain't enough. Like I've never seen um, kitty cat get wet just because you got money thrown at it. Not even in a strip club. Cause we we've, we've seen plenty of strippers and I've never seen that make anybody turn on. True. So what the fuck? Like, I, I just don't understand it. Nah, I mean, it's crazy for him to even say that. Uh, one, it's a double standard. He said that he'll receive it, but he's not giving it. And it's like, one, is his wife cool with that? Because clearly she must be. I mean, she's still around. Yo, somebody's taking his wife or like they're doing stuff with his wife when he's not around. Yeah, I said it. You think so? Fuck yeah. Women are going to get satisfied, bro. The same way, if your wife wasn't doing the stuff that you were doing, imagine if you were D.L. Hewley from the brothers and your wife would not give you head. Right. Now, in the movie, he was super faithful. He ain't do nothing. In real life, I feel like that doesn't work. If somebody's not satisfying you in the way that you need them to do it, you find it outside of your relationship or usually you don't have a relationship. All right, so cool. Let me ask you this. Suppose you meet a chick... Or somebody you're dealing with, they just say, I don't give head or I don't know how to give head. Would you even still be with somebody like that? Are they willing to learn? I mean, that's true. But what level of, of importance is it to you? Well, I'm not saying you got to be a, important. I don't I'm not saying you got to be a no, I am saying you got to be a porn star. Let me not even front. Like, if you can't do the shit that I see on TV, like, why? <laughs> like. We're grown-ups, dog. Like, right we're in our mid-30s. Yeah. There's certain shit that you should know how to do or you've done already. Right. If you cannot do these things, I want to question why. And not because I feel like 
I want everybody to be a hoe or some other dumb shit. I just feel like in the bedroom, there should be no inhibitions. That means for myself and my partner. I can't, if I'm doing some shit for my partner, my partner should be able to do this shit for me. Yo, but look, bro, don't you feel like if the person does not know how to do that or they say they, they're not experienced, that's because just what they said, I'm not experienced, which means they probably have not had that many partners to even do that with? All right, so I'm going to say this, and I don't want to get myself in trouble, right? But at the age that we are now, mm-hmm. when's the last time you ran into a woman who didn't know how to get down? Like, I just don't feel like you run into that anymore. I get it if we were like 21, 22. I'll even say 25 because, you know, that was very much when women are like, you know what? I want my numbers low. People are going to judge me. Now, nobody gives an entire fuck. Um... Some some females do, some women do. Sure, and 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 I have met a met a chick that I was dealing with, and she did say that uh, you know she wasn't. I guess was I don't even know how to say this, but I'm not gonna say she did not. Right, she, right. She 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 didn't say she never gave head. She just said she wasn't good at it or doesn't really do it because of that. And I'm just like. I got two words for you, bro. Superhead video. I'm using superhead as one word. Bro, Videos but let, too. But, but let me ask you this. At the age that you're at or that we're at, basically, do you have time or do you want to be teaching somebody or be like, hey, go look at this porn over here, then come back and holler at me? I won't say go look at it. We'll probably watch it together for yeah, real. Yeah, okay, that's but, cool. Watch but, it together, but yeah, I'm just saying. What else? I, got, I got plenty of time for all types of bullshit. You mean to tell me I don't if I really like you and you check off all the other boxes, you mean to t- tell me that you don't have time to like work that out? Bro, but I'm, okay, so is it let's say the person say they don't they don't go down. Oral sex. They don't either way. Is that a deal breaker? Yeah, it's a deal mean, breaker. Deal I don't breaker. I don't care if you're not good at it. It's a deal breaker. And it's only a deal breaker just because again, my thing is there should be no inhibitions in the bedroom. If you want to please your partner, just be down for stuff. And I'm not saying I don't do whips and chains, bro. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I'm about to say how far are you. Yeah, you, this, there's a limit to everything. But if you can see it in your average porn, hell, I feel like we saw uh, Issa Rae giving head on um, on Insecure. So if you're seeing it on HBO TV shows now, I'm pretty sure that that stuff is safe and appropriate. If we can't do stuff that we see on HBO, I don't want it. All right, but okay, so look, so suppose the person you would like, oh, okay, yeah, well, all right, yeah, hey, that's nothing. But if they're like, oh, yeah, so ass eating, like, like, at what level is, is somebody stopping that? I'm gonna keep it real. Or is it's it based be- upon your relationship with the person? I, I think mean. it's based upon your relationship with the person. But if we're talking about Khaled and his wife, right. That's what I'm saying. The I don't think that you should have yeah, You shouldn't have any inhibitions about doing something for your wife. If your wife wants you to do it, yo, do it. Period. Like, right. if that means you got to eat the ass, you need to eat the ass. If that means you got to, you know what I'm saying, do some, like, crazy shit, you got to play with some fucking feet or some shit, yo, play with her feet. Like, <laughs> I don't like feet, but if that's what turns her the fuck on, you got to do that. And right. I feel like that's one of those things where men specifically fall short, if I'm just keeping it real. We're always concerned about getting ours. Society tells us like, yo, get yours, do this, wham, bam, and you out. True. But that's not how you keep women coming back. Like, you know the deal. Like, if you put it down, usually you get your way. 
Like, that's no longer the way that I'm thinking anymore. But when I was out in there trying to do these things, yeah. that's what you want to do. You want to put it down so you can keep getting it. Like, I don't want to hit it once. I want to hit it twice, three times, whenever I want. Right. And for me to do that, I got to make you feel a certain yeah, way. you know how well you hit it makes... That can extend how long you're talking to the person. Exactly. Even if you just want it to be a casual sexual situation, you still got to do what you got to do. That's true. So, uh, I feel like Cal is not being a grown-up. Um, he needs to grow the fuck up. Uh, well, my try whole thing some, it, eat the box. It might give you some facial hair. I don't have a beard or nothing. Funny, but <laughs> even Jalen was talking about it on the Jalen and Jacoby show. They were talking about this on ESPN Radio. I've just never heard of that. Like, it's your wife and you saying, no, nah, I don't do that. Like, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. More than a little weird. That's the most narcissistic shit I've ever heard. That's now I understand why he keeps saying we the best. Y'all heard Angelique say, then you're not the best. No, you're, <laughs> you're tripping with that one. It's um, like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I'm buying her clothes. I'm buying her purses. You know what I mean? That's a substitute. So? For. So? Material yeah. stuff only lasts for so long. Exactly. Bro. And I mean, it's, it's definitely a difference between material stuff and physical you know it's you've got to put it down at a certain point or your wife won't be your wife it would not surprise me if his wife has a girlfriend or she has like somebody that comes over to take care of her needs when Khaled's out of town on tour to at least just eat the box somebody's doing something with that that's a lot of time that you got on your hands money somebody's doing something you're probably right. Because I'll even, I'm going to even keep it real. And I hate to be, and I feel like we're not being overly sexual in the way that we're discussing this. But most women don't actually have orgasms through just regular sex. So let's say he's not hitting it right and she just doesn't have an orgasm. So now what are we talking? Like you just, you here just wasting everybody's time? Right. So it's like eat it or else. This is what I'm saying. Like, you need to do what you got to do to make sure that she needs to get where she's got to go. I feel like she's probably not going to leave anyway. I mean, yeah, money's a powerful thing, but it right. ain't that powerful because people have prenups. And the fact that people get the chance when, you know, nobody's watching, a lot of people do things. That's a fact. And he has a lot of time to be gone because he's doing 99 different things and she's home alone with the kid and the kid got to go to sleep at some point. Ding, 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 my brother. Um, next up, uh, there's, I don't know if it's a meme or if it's more of a post that's been going crazy viral. Um, Childish Gambino had a video uh, that everybody was talking about. Um, we watch shows like Atlanta where just from a social construct, it certainly seems like this brother is, we'll call it quote unquote woke. Right. Here was the problem. I won't put this on black women specifically, but the post had to do something with uh, him. I don't know if the girl he's with is, a, is his wife, his girlfriend, but he has a child uh, with a woman that's not black. Right. They feel like because he's not married to or dating or with a black woman, how can he be woke? This is something me and you kind of talked a lot about off air right. and just the perception of people and how they see it. It even touches back to our episode last week. When and I might have said it about Childish Gambino, he looks like the dude that's kind of like the corny brother. You know what I'm saying? Like he looks like an RG3 type of dude. And because of that, I understand why he tends to be attracted to people who 
are probably more attractive to him. But before I run away with this, um, I'm gonna let you rock for a little bit. I don't know, bro. Here's, here's my outlook on this. I think the brother's creative, super creative. I mean, he does, he writes, he acts, he, he sings, he raps, and you a lot of the stuff he's- You said raps twice. Yeah, oh, I did? Yeah, do you no. really like his rapping? You said what? You really like his rapping? I don't like his rapping. You don't like his rapping? No. Uh, he had some some select songs. It, it, it was I, right, you know. I'm not saying he's super lyrical, but I'm just saying he does a lot, you know. But either way, even if you look at Atlanta, it's always a message. And the quote unquote, oh, he's woke or oh, he's not woke. What are we really saying? How is he not woke? Because his girlfriend or wife or whoever she is to him is white. You could take a, a Tiger Woods situation and be like, okay, well, Tiger Woods described itself as something other than African-American. I haven't heard Childish Gambino or AKA Donald Glover come out and say, oh, well, yeah, I'm this, I'm that. He, he recognized himself as a black man. Just because he dates somebody outside of his race, it's just who he, who he likes. It doesn't mean that he doesn't believe in his, his you know, where he's been and where he's come from. And so his, what you're saying is that background. Childish Gambino still believes in black love. Of course. He so, be- I, but before there's black love, there's love, period. I don't have a problem with what he did or what he's doing. He's living his life. The only time that I would ever step in and say that this is wrong or he shouldn't say something or do something was if he felt the need to put down black women while propping up other women. Right. If you're not doing that, you have no beef for me. You've... I've met men who happen to be black who date outside of their race and the response has kind of been, well, you know, black women, they got attitudes, they have this, that, and the other. And because of that, that's why they choose to date somebody else. I have a problem with you saying that. Black women aren't monolithic. I know nice black women. I know mean black women. I know fit black women. I know fat black women. The spectrum goes kind of broad. So it's hard to paint them with one single brush. And a lot of times, I think that's why black women feel the way they do. That we're always kind of painting them as being the same thing. And it's yeah, usually yeah. negative. I mean, I, I get that. But my whole thing is this. You're attracted to whoever you're attracted to. As long as he didn't say, just like you said, oh, I'm putting down black women. Or just like I said, he's not recognizing himself as being black. You know, the whole big thing years ago when Tiger Woods was like, oh, I'm not black. I'm, I'm Cablasian. Blasian, right. If you say all that and then preach, oh, I'm woke. You're contradicting yourself, but for you to, you know, still support, you know, black businesses and, you know, you go to all the, you know, the awards and you big up, you know, being black, then it's nothing wrong with it. It, it. it doesn't change your message because you date somebody of the opposite race. At the end of the day, we're all people, we're all human. We need to stop throwing the race card around so much. We're all people at the end of the day. So there's a lot that you said that I want to unpack and where I feel you. Um, I think there is a certain thing about love being love. I think the biggest reason that black women specifically have issues with this, they feel like there are so many men that are black that are incarcerated. Uh, There are so many men who happen to be homosexual. No disrespect to anybody that's gay. I have gay friends. Not trying to do that. 
But because you're taking a large percentage out with those two things, how many men are now available? Because you have the men who are desirable, who are already in situations, married, whatever. Um, that's leaving their pool or their dating pool significantly smaller than than their peers. Other groups tend to have a much larger dating pool. Black women very much so date black men. They are very, I think it's something like 92% of black women marry black women. You know, like it's a very big thing. So because they're looking for somebody that wants to kind of reciprocate the same love that they're getting, or this is why they feel so strongly about it. But I think about my own life and just how I haven't always been as popular with the quote unquote black women as I'd love to have been. There was a time in my life when black people didn't really want to have anything to do with me. I can just think back to high school. Now, I was cool with everybody. Um, I wasn't the weird kid. Uh, we kind of rapped about this. I dressed okay. I played sports. I was smart. I checked off the boxes that would typically say that anywhere else, you should probably be in the cool crowd. All right. For whatever reason, I wasn't with women. I, me speaking white or proper had a lot to do with that. And so now if I would have fast forward and took that to college and let's say that only white women or Asian women like me, maybe my outlook would be different. Fortunately for me, black women in college like me. Right. And so the rest is history. I love my black sisters. Love my white women, too. Keep supporting the podcast. But I say all of that to say a lot of times people just like who like them. One of the problems that I have with black people specifically is when we're younger and we don't know any better. And hell, we, we even do this when we're older. We tend to pigeonhole black people based upon what we think you should do or how we perceive you. Um, I'll never forget this. I have an aunt who turned, I want to say 64 this year or turned 64 this year, just retired, uh, worked at a really big law firm. She said to me a couple of years, I could have sworn you would have married a white woman. Wow. As long as you've known me, have I ever brought a white woman home, dated a white woman, talked about dating white women? No, and I've actually known you since high school, so. so. Right. So when I hear this from my own aunt, this goes into the misconceptions that women specifically, or I'll just say black women have about black men, where, you know, I know my aunt wants the best for me, loves me to death, but even she's not blind to the fact that she puts a certain kind of bias on me. And this is me, you know, in my mid-30s with plenty of black women who have, you know, come home, met the family or whatever. Right. So imagine you being younger and, again, black women don't really rock with you. What do you do? You go to someplace else where people like me. And again, as long as you're not putting down the black women who didn't want anything to do with you and you just rocking with those who rock with you, I don't mind. I'm okay with it. Doesn't take away from your wokeness. You can still recognize the stuff that's going on in, the, going on in your community. Right. My, I guess my whole thing is this. It's like, if you're white and you and somebody's black and you, you you happen to date the person or, or whatever the case might be, do you just see them for who they are or you like, oh, okay, I, I'm dating a black guy? Or if it's like a, a black guy dating a white woman, like, okay, well, I'm dating a white woman. It's because, oh, you feel like they're up to your level because, because what? I think that everything happens to be about availability. A lot of times people typically like people to like them. If you're a super pretty girl, you have a lot of options, right? 
you're a really handsome guy, you tend to have a lot of options. When you have less options, you tend to like people who like you. Okay, so let me ask you this. Do you know why your aunt would assume that you would be with a white woman? Because does she assume that's the only person that, or the only choice that she would have? She was never able to give me an answer. I actually asked her about that. I said, hey, auntie, why? You've met some of the black women that I've dated. You've seen a few pictures. Why? Why would you say that? She couldn't give me a straight answer. Mm, interesting. Just me hanging in certain corporate circles or around certain political like areas doesn't entitle me to only deal with certain people. Right, but being smart and being corporate and being black doesn't make you uncool. Just because you have all those and they mess together doesn't mean that you're like, oh, yeah, well, I'm almost white now, even though I'm in this black skin. doesn't mean anything. It's just like, okay, you're smart. You're able to articulate. You're a business person. You know, you're in corporate. You know, that doesn't mean that you can't date black women. At the end of the day, you like who you like. You're attracted to whatever you're attracted to. If you like white women or if you like black women, you can you can like that. Or if you be like, okay, I just like her because she's pretty and has a nice personality. It doesn't make a difference whether she's blue, green, white. It doesn't make a difference. If that's what you like and you like them as a person, that's all that really matters. I'll keep it all the way real with you, right? I almost feel like this is the colorism argument between dating a light-skinned woman and a darker-skinned woman, where this is the exact same thing. Mm. People have a preference, or the perception is the preference that everyone wants a light-skinned woman. Right. Honestly, I just want somebody that's good for me. There was a certain part of my life where I probably thought the light-skinned girl was cute. Of course. We'll keep we it are, everybody had a preference at some point. But- there was a point in my life where mm. I said things like, you're pretty for a dark skinned girl. But before I knew any better, and I'm saying I'm saying this shit when I was 18, 19 years old. Again, didn't know any better. Which, is thinking it was, which I get yeah. what you're saying. Cause it's like, what does that mean? You should just say she's pretty and that's it. But this is why I say these are certain things that I had the chance to grow out of because people either invested in me or told me different things. And I just became more educated myself. And because right. of that, I'm able to look at things a little differently now. So I don't want this to come across as me just bashing white women because I think Scarlett Johansson's fine. Yeah, Not everybody bad. walking is Scarlett Johansson. There are plenty of just beautiful women. Yeah. I just want to be happy. and marry, If I marry a beautiful woman who, to me, she's pretty, and I mean inside and outside, I'm happy. I don't care what she is. Right. Like you said, she can be, you know, yellow, white, purple, and Asian. Like, I don't care. Yeah. I Definitely. don't care. Um, there was something else that, that kind of came up this week. And I know we're kind of running through topics real quick. Uh, this was actually a question that I got. Um, there's an email from one of my listeners. Okay. And she had shared a screenshot of, I guess, a DM that somebody has sent her. Basically, the, the, the thing was, the guy was just kind of like, hey, you know, I'd love to be able to take you out. Her response was kind of like, oh, no, thank you, you know. And his response was like, well, hey, you're not really responding to me. You know, I just wanted to see if I could take you out. And she was just upset because she felt like she'd given this guy none of the signs that they could have anything kind of happen. And how did it get to that? So um, I'm going to give you a first crack at that. Look, bro, I'm going to keep it a buck. 
you can meet someone anywhere and they might not give you signs. You can be in Walmart, you can be in the club, you can be anywhere. If you see someone that you're attracted to and you feel like you're gonna shoot your shot, they might not have done anything to make you wanna do that. You might just see something that you like. Now I get the whole jumping in the DM thing is a little different because a lot of people that do it. It goes down in the DM. Facts, but it you might not know the person. You might be like, all right, well, I see this person, I, you know, I'm attracted to him, let me shoot my shot. But like I said, that's the same thing you could do when you meet somebody out. I mean, it's not like you can get eye contact. It's like, all right, when you go to the store and somebody gives you eye contact or you maybe in the club. Or, I'm going to keep it all the way real. Do you catch right. eye contact with people anymore in the club? Because that used to be like in the, the mid 2000s to, you know, a few years ago, that before texting became overly done yeah. that was my shit right if we got eye contact yo i'm going in i it's know a the rap, deal. right it's exactly. a wrap it's like exactly. i'm looking at you you looking at me like okay i know that's my cue i don't know how people are supposed to approach women nowadays because it seems like so many of the ways that would just be let's just call it innocent or you know um easy women don't like so unless you're the right guy no you cannot dm me no you cannot speak to me and that's where we've kind of gone with these things. And I'm not trying to blame women, but I want to know how are men supposed to approach women? Still the same way. You're still left to shoot your shot. Now, if you want to, now if you want to clean it up and say it in a different way, you know, with the Jay Z, excuse me, miss, then you got to do that. But you still have to shoot your shot. All of the look at the end of the day, when you shoot your shot, you can get yes or you can get no. And you have to accept whatever it is. I think my biggest problem with people shooting their shots is that men don't know how to take no for an answer. And so, and, and that puts us in a weird space, right? Right. You've always heard that, you know, um, you should be persistent. You know what I'm saying? If there's something that you want, it's okay to be persistent at it. It's a matter true. of what kind of persistence we're talking about definitely, too. Definitely, definitely. And a lot of times I think that Maybe as men, we don't necessarily know what the line is. I mean, you can tell when a girl is, is into you. And so maybe she wants to, but maybe not right now. Right. It's the that's chase. the kind of situation. The chase, that, yeah, yeah, yeah the that's chase. the kind of situation where they want you to keep going. There are other times when somebody's just not interested. And I've seen people just go over and over and over. And next thing you know, now nobody, you know, now they feel threatened or harassed because you don't know when to say it's not for us to happen. I still think you have to feed off the energy that you're getting from the other person. Like, if you get like a, uh, you know, maybe uh, not right now, you know, the timing is wrong, you might be like, oh, well, it's still hope. But if somebody's like, oh, yeah, I'm just not not feeling you, I got somebody. how often does that happen? A lot of times, I'm going to keep it all the way real. I can't remember. That might have happened a handful of times in my life. Mm -hmm. That a woman's just been straight up, I don't like you that way. Like, that is what it is. Like, I feel like I'm a pretty good judge of character. Right. So, I'm really trying to think of just how often that's happened. That shit definitely hasn't really happened to me as an adult. As a, as a, I think as a, a teenager, um, a young adult, you blur those lines. Because then, every... I didn't necessarily want to play the friend zone role. Yep. But if you were in the right. friend zone, you had the long game to play. In my 30s, I ain't got that time. Like, 
it's either here's the deal. I like you. Either you like me or you don't. Cool. Move on. Right. It's okay. But I think for so many people, they haven't gotten there yet or they haven't figured that dynamic out. I agree. I definitely agree with that. Once you reach a certain point, it's kind of hard to tell. It's like, all right, well, is she being truthful or is she just, you know, trying to be, I don't know. It's like, I don't, it gets weird. So it's like you jump in the DM and she gives you the feedback that you might not want to hear, but she's left at least a little bit of hope for you. And it may be just false hope. See, I feel like they're leaving a little bit of hope for you. That means you don't have hope. I've always thought that if women want you to be around, they're responsive. So if you're into me and I hit you, you'll make it a priority to hit me back. Okay, but look at this, though. Now, clearly, I've heard a lot of women say guys play games and they want to see, quote unquote, how into them that they might be. Now, if you shoot your shot the first time and it doesn't pan out and you just give up, then the female could possibly be like, all right, well, he wasn't really, you know, he's not going to make maximum effort to try to get at me. That's where it gets weird at because you're like, all right, well, I'm trying, but then should I try more? And then just like you just said, like, all right, well, I don't want to get disrespectful and keep blowing her up. And then, you know, she's getting annoyed or aggravated because she's like, oh, this dude's damn near harassing me. But all you're doing is continuing on trying to. See, but that's when you, you think your persistence is doing something. Exactly. That's why I said you got to start. Like, I think that men have to read signs better. Um, and I'm not going to front like I've always read them well. But I think that I've clearly seen when I got the green light. Right. But I think the problem is even with, with just people, period. Sometimes while we try to be the best judge of character, sometimes we fail. Oh, 100%. I couldn't have said that better. Yeah. 100%. I mean, we, we we would just love to know what we're getting ourselves into, thinking we know the person. Like, all right, this is a great person. And then months later, weeks later, you see different attributes. You're like, where the hell? I, I, I don't know what I'm even, you know, so. Well, I think that there's something to be said about not really knowing where you stand with people. Well, of course. And see, that's what I'm saying. And that's what things get dicey. All right. You jump into somebody's DM. You've never met them. What are you basing hollering at them? It's all physical. Exactly. You don't know nothing about the characteristics. And then maybe you're like, oh, well, she seems like a nice person. I mean, what, what, what made you say that? What, did you see her with a picture uh, on her, you know, online giving like food to the homeless or something? Like what makes you think that she's a great person? All you're going off is, is physical. And then maybe once you, if, if you're engaging in conversation, you could be like, all right, well, she seems down to earth and cool, but this person that you really are super attracted to could be a complete asshole. You don't know. I think that a lot of social media people let stuff get to their heads. And all of those likes and all of that other stuff, when you see that notification uh, light going off because of all of that attention, right? it's not helpful. Um, so for brothers that are shooting your shots at these pretty women... Uh, or women that you find that are pretty to you. Um, here's my advice. You can't, this can't be more than a free throw. You got two shots. Right. If nothing happens within two shots, move on and let it go. She doesn't want you. 
and that's okay. Um, and I would even say to women, uh, don't feel don't feel so harassed that somebody thinks enough of you to try to reach out to say something. Exactly. As it's not yeah, it's not right easy. Way. Yeah, it's yeah. not easy uh, to approach women that you don't know. I know that we've made a habit of it, and we you've seen a lifetime of men coming up to you. But even now, if I approach a woman, I, I could get nervous. Be like, eh, how's this gonna go? Right. I'm borderline arrogant as fuck. So at times I'm thinking like, oh, this should go all right. But then in the back of my mind, I have to actually think, well, this might not go well. <laughs> as much as I might think that I'm cool, she might not see it. I think at the end of the day, you're just hoping for a yes or no. You don't want the extra black. I don't want if you're going to say no, I don't want to hear like, yeah, well, it's no because I don't think you this and, you know, you that or whatever. I haven't had that happen. Honestly, that's that's never happened to me in an uh, in a public setting. Like that's some shit that like, happened to me. Like let's say, high school, I think. But as an adult, and at a club going age, that's never happened. Even well, women that are interested, yeah, I was gonna say. I, I, but I, I've seen it happen to other that's people. That's what I'm saying. But I, I'm assuming they probably said something real stupid. You gotta know. You gotta know how to talk to women too. And a lot of people just don't know how to talk. Facts. Because because I've I've heard some of my homies talk to chicks and they're like, oh well, you know, so, what's your uh. What kind of tax bracket you in, and just just random, just craziness. I'm like, you know, the best game that I used to pull, um, and I feel like this probably doesn't work anymore because everybody's too busy trying to be in their cell phones. Yeah. But when you would see a guy do something stupid or say something stupid, you go right up to the same girl and you then make fun of that situation. It literally used to break the ice every time. Yo, I used to see you do that a little. Yo, it, and it works. <laughs> Like I never got played with it. I got a lot of play doing that. I know people are listening. Like, yeah, nah, I should think don't of work. one time in particular. We was at love, and dude was was hollering at shorty. She was bad at the bottom of the steps, and and dude failed. And he walked right up, and was like, "Yeah, whatever," and just act like you didn't even see the dude. And then, yeah, that's how it's got to be. Away with the number, right? Yeah, that, that's yeah. how it's got to be. Yeah. It, it's all all swear and love and war. I, I honestly believe that all is fair in love and war. Indeed, it's either you buddy. versus me, bro, and I gotta get this information. You don't know that. You don't know. He ain't your homie. Nah, you ain't my boy. Yeah, you're not my boy. You a genius, right? <laughs> um, I got one more topic I want to touch right, uh, before this gets too long. Uh, about a week ago, since I last recorded, um, there was this huge rumor that hit the internet. Uh, Tiana Taylor and Iman Shumpert were gonna get a divorce. Right. You know, they were canceling their reality TV show. Um, Tiana issued a statement. Well, I want to say she actually just put up something on Instagram about not believing everything that you read. Okay. I guess the question for me and why this is a topic, how did the Internet kind of come to rule today where things that shouldn't necessarily be public? Because they may have problems, but now everyone else is kind of weighing in. I don't know how I feel about any of this stuff, um, but I'm going to kind of give you the first crack at it again. I don't think people really understand what they're doing when they just butt into people's business. I think because people are famous or celebrities, it just gives them an invitation to just jump right in. Now, clearly... Everybody, when you're dealing with a relationship or marriage or whatever the case might be, you're going to go through some type of problems. 
Just because you go through problems does not mean you can't work them out. Now, since they're celebrities, everybody's like, oh, okay, well, you know, he's a ball player and she's a singer, actress, or whatever else she does. We need to be all up in that business. Let them handle their own business. It's not up for us or anybody else to decide what they should and should I not do. And really, we shouldn't give a damn. I mean, if you want to see them together, then wish them the best. Be like, all right, hopefully they work that out. But, but why do you care so much about what they're doing? You probably need to worry about your own goddamn relationship or, or getting with somebody. Because if you're donating all your time and giving that energy into somebody else, what are you really doing with yourself? So it's a little crazy, and I like where you went with that. Um, I have a huge problem with people getting involved in other people's business. So I can liken this to just how I treat situations with my own family. Um, Married couples, honestly, whatever happens in your household happens in your household. It's not for me to decide. It's not for me to um, make comments or to talk about with other family members, to talk to you about. If I see something with your situation that I think needs to be discussed, the only thing that I, there are only a few exceptions for that. Let's say you were raising your child crazy wrong or there was domestic violence in the home, that kind of stuff. Outside of that, I really don't feel like it's my place to tell people how to manage their relationships. First and foremost, I barely know how to manage mine. And anytime I feel like other people get involved, things always get worse. When people are all in your ear telling you something, it just puts certain thoughts in your head that just are never um, constructive. If I'm well, the problem is, if you're not telling everybody your business, all they're left to do is be on the outside looking in. So they don't really, they just going off of hearsay or what, you know, what, what it looks like to them. Like, how are you trying to tell me what to do and... You don't even really know what's going on. And I think that's the thing. I, I'm okay with people not necessarily knowing what's going on because I'm I'm sort of a private person. That's not the same thing as being able to take constructive criticism or advice from certain people, but they're just certain lines that I just, I don't feel are appropriate to cross. Right. Like, you already know, you can come and tell me anything. If you see me doing something crazy, you have every right the door is always open. I would never tell you, nah, don't tell me. Likewise, bro. But I think that I'm not going to tell you just, you know, if I see things in your relationship, unless you asked my opinion, I'm not going to just volunteer stuff. Because again, I feel like a lot of times my thoughts may not coincide with, you know, reality. Just because I see a glimpse of something doesn't mean that it's always going to be a thing. And so that's hard because I feel like a lot of times it's very easy for people to break other people up or if, you know, at worst, a lot of times people on the outside have these opinions of stuff and the opinion never matches reality. Okay. Like you could think somebody, you know what, this is a great couple together. They could have all kinds of problems at home, but because, you know, outwardly facing, we never see them. We think they're great. That's what most people do anyway. I mean, that's what I'm saying. So it's not everybody seems like the ideal couple like, oh, they're doing so good. We need to be more like them. But you don't know what they're doing or what they argue about when they go home. They just know how to act in public. Therefore, you don't have to see that. And it's not broadcasted in front of you. Because like I said, 
every relationship has some type of problem. And we don't know what kind of agreements or how people work things out. That's the other thing. That's true. It could very much be a situation where um, Mon Shumper could have a past like AK-47, where his wife says once a year, mm, you get, can smash a random shorty and it's yeah. okay. Yeah, you get that hall pass. Um, I actually know somebody who's very regular whose wife gave them a hall pass to the point where it made me uncomfortable because we were all sitting around the crib and she was like, no, he gets one hall pass. You want to use it, do what you got to do, but I'd rather you be honest with me than go out here making me look stupid. I'm not touching that. So if I see him doing dirt, um, I'm not going to tell her, like, hey, you sure he wants to do this? Like, that's not my business. Sure isn't. So many times, like, we jump into these things where, let's say you do see somebody cheating. You say something to the friend. The only person that's going to be outside of that relationship now is you. Because the friend is probably going to do what they're going to do. They might have already known about something. So this is why a lot of times it's just best for you to just stay out. Stay out of it. Mind your business. Not your business. It's not your relationship. You got to stay out of it. Now, if it's your friend, family member, and you feel like, oh, I, I see something bad, really bad about to happen that could can be prevented, then sure, say something. But you have to watch the way you say, you know, you can't just be like, just jump in and be like, oh, you got to do that, do it this way. You can politely ask a question like, oh, you sure you should be be doing that? Oh, oh why did you do that? Okay, you know. You can't just tell somebody like, oh, yeah, you should be doing that. And like I said, these people are Shumpert and, and, and Tiana Taylor, they, you know, they have some type of celebrity, him being a ball player and, you know, her being in the music industry. We don't really know their business. Like you said, we don't know their agreement. We don't really know what's going on. It's not for us to know. It's, and not it's only that, them. I mean, people start rumors every day. We don't even know where this, do we know where the information even came from? Nah. But that's that's the thing about the internet now. Rumors sped way faster than the truth. Bro. Because the rumors are salacious. Everybody wants to read it. Yo, did you hear what this random website said about that? It was started by a random website. Okay, see, that's the problem. Everything is clickbait now. You see, oh, yeah, so-and-so did this. You're like, oh, I'm going to click it. That doesn't mean it's it's true. Like, hell, how many times have you, you seen somebody say, oh, yeah, so-and-so died and you got to like, Go to like CNN or something like that because you you need a a worthy website. Yeah, fake news is crazy right now. Exactly. So you, I mean, for all we know, they could be perfectly fine. We don't know. I'm pretty sure they are perfectly fine. And even if they're not, it ain't my business. It ain't our business. They they make way more money than me. They'll work it out. Facts. Um, you know something we didn't talk about today was good. We didn't touch Kanye West at all. And I know, yo, like, for you, I promised to at least listen to some of the stuff that was going on. Um, I didn't get a chance to listen to any of it. So I feel like I'm not in a place to speak about it properly and just not speak about it Mm non-emotionally. Like, I want to be at least thoughtful about it. Um, So I promised to at least try to take a listen to some of that stuff this week. I've been meaning to do it this weekend. Time just kind of caught up with me. That's what's up. Um... But I really want to touch on that since everybody else and their mother are. Got to. Yay's doing numbers. I'm trying to have my Yeezy jump over jump man movement. Um, <laughs> like I was just talking to somebody today uh, where I made the parallel that, frankly, since his mom has died, and I kind of related this to my own life, 
he had two really good pieces of work. He came out with 808s and Heartbreaks. Mm-hmm. Then he came out with um, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. That was great. great Outside album. of those two projects, Ye has not been Ye in a long time. And so I, re- I actually started writing up an article. Uh, I may or may not release it on Medium, but I related that to kind of my character arc of my own life okay. since my grandmother died, where I just did a lot of crazy shit. And it was mixed in with some really cool achievements, but I saw myself in a place where I was just going down with how I was carrying myself just by some of my actions. And I related it all back to having the loss of my grandmother. And so there was the empathy part that I got for Kanye. That's what I'm saying. Um, Where before I'm just like, what the fuck is he doing? Now there's a certain empathy that I have where it's like, wait a minute. I kind of recognize this because I went through that myself. So if I, I think uh, I, it was a period of time when I lost my grandfather many years ago. Um, I was so angry inside, and you can you can just kind of see it. So I mean, I you know I don't want to say that's the excuse that we're gonna give Kanye, you know, but maybe he's grieving and still grieving. I mean, it's his mother, you know. Yeah, 10 years later, it doesn't matter. And, and, they're, and they're close. Like I said, people always tend to say, oh, you know, time heals all wounds. Even if time does heal all wounds, the wound is still open at the end of the day. You're, because you're forced. It's not like at the end of 10 years and he's like, oh, all right, well, I feel better about the situation that he's not going to think about his mother every day. She's no longer there. You know, maybe he goes to visit the gravesite. I mean, it's something about... Especially the, because he feels like it's his fault. Exactly. That's one of the reasons why I think it hit me um, and how I thought about it. And not that I think that the loss that I felt was my fault specifically. Right. But that made me, again, have empathy. Um, so that, that's, It's been three years since my grandmother died, right? Right. My mom still doesn't like to celebrate Mother's Day. It's been three years. Uh, my grandmother died literally uh, on uh, three years to the day on May 6th, so two days ago. Okay. And when I say my mom still breaks down and has problems dealing with that, she does. So I can only imagine. You know, that's her mother. It was just my grandmother. Right. So I can't tell somebody how to grieve or how to feel about something. I hope that he would handle it in a more constructive way. Uh I appreciate that he's throwing all of this energy into fashion and doing all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish that he, I get sort of his whole free think movement and why he feels that, you know, love is the answer, but he has to be smarter than that with his platform and his words. And so even though I can have empathy for him, um, I did get the chance to watch the TMZ clip where Van, you know, kind of gave him all types of shit. Right. I can say Van because I actually know the dude, <laughs> unlike most people, uh, because I used to hoop with him in L.A. Oh, but, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, cool oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from, like, yeah, he's from uh, Louisiana. Him cool and, dude. Uh, he's from boy, Tay Diggs. Yeah, 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 yeah. he's yeah. dude from New Orleans. Good dude. But because I've seen kind of that, that's where I want him to be the guy that seemed to be very woke to social issues to social ills. I want to see him be the guy that knew about the effects of conflict diamonds from, you know, from Africa. I want to see him be the guy that thought that making a song like Jesus Walks is a good thing. 
I want to be the you know see the guy who seemed like he cared about his community. Mm-hmm. And right now, I think that he's in a place where none of that matters because when I look back on my own situation, I only cared about doing what I wanted to do and, and things that I can control. Like if I couldn't control it. I didn't really go down that path because I felt like so many things happened that were outside of my control and I couldn't do. So I get why Kanye is on that thing. Um, I'm pray for that dude. I hope he finds some kind of solace in doing something. But whatever he's doing right now ain't working. And I can promise you this upcoming album is going to be trash. That's my hot take. The album could possibly be trash. Ain't possible. That album's going to be trash. Name one track other than Blood on the Leaves that you liked on Yeezus. I didn't like Yeezus at all. That's my point. Life of Pablo was was it was I had a, it was a couple of songs I liked. It was a couple of joints, but there was a lot of fluff and a lot of crap that I didn't like. And it was really saved by Rihanna. But see, my whole thing with with, with, with his artistry is like I don't know if it's because of the space that he's in that I I think sometimes you know. If you're an artist, you can get bored with the norm. So I think he's tried different stuff like maybe auto-tune and it just didn't work out. I mean, if he, if he comes back with, with like another college dropout type of album, who's not going to be like, oh, that shit's fire? But he's not. Probably not. Yeah, I mean. It'll never happen. Uh, before we get out of here, um, one of my boys has been giving me all types of shit about my singing on my podcast. He feels like I'm singing on Instagram and I'm singing too much. I don't care. Bro, I'm on my so Jalen Rose shit. R&B album coming up. Yo, before your rap album, nigga, how about that shit? Uh, you yeah. make your rap album, I'll come out with an R&B joint. Uh, I need a writer, though. I can't write for shit. Uh, we doing the duets? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll sing the hooks on your rap songs. That's a fact. Right. Yo, um... Thank you again for having me, or shit, not for having me. It's your thank platform, you. brother. Yeah, thank you for coming. Um, Always, I appreciate man. when you come through. Uh, it's episode 51. Um, down to the spill. You can find me everywhere and anywhere, all on the internet. Um, please like, rate, or review. Uh, send me an email if it's something you want me to touch. And we out of here. Peace. Peace. Man, I can understand how it might be kind of hard. To love a girl like me I don't blame you much For wanting to be free I just wanted you to know Wake up, Mr. West. <laughs>